This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome to our Christmas Eve podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And today we're going to ask Pastor Michael a personal question. You ready for it, Pastor Michael? Already. All right, here we go. How do you feel about those who only go to church on Christmas and Easter? Well, I feel I feel great. Um, I love when people come to church any day of the year. So right. I, I just look at anybody listening who is a Christmas and Easter only attender and say, come on, come on, bring it on. We're ready. And um, our hope is that you have such an amazing experience that you're like, maybe I should come back and, uh, and come back more often. Yeah. And I love the, I love the names, um, surrounding these people. So they're called creasters, which I don't like that at all. Mm. Um, just feels like a weird merging of names, um, hollies and lilies. And I think about 10 minutes ago or five minutes ago, I just realized what that meant. Hollies are the Christmas, Christmas flower and Easter flowers. Easter flowers are lilies. So hollies and lilies, mm-hmm. that, that just sounds weird. But I really like CEOs, Christmas, Ooh, that sounds good. Easter only. So for the sake of this podcast from here on out, we're going to call them CEOs. And if you're a CEO, um, we just want you to know we're not here to beat you up. We love you. Come to church. No one's going to judge you. So just enjoy this and you can kind of hear a little bit into our heart about um, yeah, CEOs. So the the problem um, with CEOs is not that they're going to church on Christmas and Easter. Um, we go to church on Christmas and Easter. That's it's right. a good thing to go to church on Christmas and Easter. The problem is that many, not all, many who do this have a false notion about the destiny of their souls. Now, I know that's a little little weighty, and if you're a CEO and you're listening, you're like, what do you mean I have a false destiny about my soul? Um, I'm a good person. I'm going to heaven. That might be what you say. Um, and so I, I want to just – I want to provoke. I want to challenge a little bit. I want to give you some thoughts to think about. And so there are a few options for why people are CEOs. Number one, um, they are willingly disobedient to God's word. They know the Bible. Um, they know what the Bible commands, that the Bible commands that we, as followers of Jesus, are supposed to attend a, a, a church service regularly. We are supposed to be in a local church under the authority of elders, serving and giving. Like They know this, and they just say, you know what? I know what the Bible says, but I'm not going to do it. I want something different. Uh, there's a disobedience, almost at times a belligerence mm. to this. So Hebrews 10, 25 says, do not neglect to meet together as is the habit of some, but encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day or the day of Jesus second coming drawing near. And so we know that the author of Hebrews, um, understands that human tendency when we're struggling spiritually is to pull away from our church community. And we need to not do that. We actually need to lean into our church community when we when we do that. But, but CEOs know what God's word says, and some uh, honestly just are gonna, they're just saying, no, I'll go on these dates and that's it, but I'm kind of done with being a part of a local church. That's option number one. Option number two is that some CEOs um, know what the Bible says, but are just kind of apathetic to it. So they know that God wants them to be a part of a local church, um, but they honestly just have no emotions. I think ambivalence would be the word. Whereas um, the first option for why some people are CEOs is that it's just kind of disobedience. This is less disobedience and more just, yeah, 
it's not that important. It's just not that important, you know, and it's like trying to convince me that going to a coloring club is going to be good for my soul. I'm like, I really have zero emotion connected to it. And it's just not, not interesting to me in any way, shape or form. And, and our hope is that if somebody who is a CEO and they're just kind of ambivalent to the concept of church and God and Jesus, and maybe they just have more of a, we'll call it a haphazard personal spiritual life. Uh, I, my hope is that they would come to Village Church or another um, awesome church in the area by them and that they would be super intrigued and that God would meet them in a new way and begin to build that passion inside of them. So option number one is that CEOs are willingly disobedient. Option number two is that they're knowingly apathetic. Option number three is that they're unknowingly mistaken. And so they just lack the knowledge about what the Bible says about this. I am amazed. And, and Tim, we've had some conversations about this, that some people, when they come into the church, they know nothing about the Bible. I mean, they haven't even opened it up. Right. Uh, they know generally about Jesus, or maybe they had some kind of quasi-Christian background, or they've learned most of their doctrine theology from just pop culture. Um, and so they walk into the church, and they honestly didn't think it was a big deal either way because they didn't know. And And so when I meet a CEO, I just always assume this is them. Always give them the benefit of the mm-hmm. doubt that they don't really know what God's word says or what God's word um, wants for them. And and so um, I think some people who are CEOs, um, they like the idea of just feeling religious for a day. You know, it's like it kind of makes you feel like you're doing some good in the world. And it's sometimes it feels good to tell your friends, hey, I went to church on Christmas Eve and gives you something spiritual to talk about. And again, none of that's bad. Right. Right. Um, there's just so much more, more to what we would want for for people. And so um, I, I think for a lot of CEOs, it's really hard to think about the reality of, of being a part of a church. And here's why. You've got every night of your life free to yourself. Um, you've got all of your money is yours. All of your time is yours. And when you join a church, here's what you start to find. Like, wow, my Sunday mornings are kind of, they're with the church. And, you know, one or two nights a week, I'm, I'm at the church. And I'm starting to give like 5 or 10 or 15 or 20% of my income away to this organization. Um, and um, like, man, they want me to serve. They want me to take up time outside of being at church and planning for things. And, and then there are special offerings and they're building a building. And it just feels mm-hmm. intrusive on some level. And uh, it's sort of like, I want to make an analogy here. Uh, It's sort of like young married couples thinking about the prospect of having kids. So like, you mean, I got to wipe someone's butt. Like they're going to pee all over my bed and on my face and I'm going to have to get poop on my hands. And like, they're going to need me 24 seven and my body's going to get huge. That goes for moms and dads. Welcome to parenthood. You know, welcome to parenthood. Right. And then you think about the amount of money it costs just to have a child, you know, it's like, whoa, and then diapers and your whole life is stopped and you see moms and dads that are friends of yours are exhausted. But then when you talk to the moms and dads, they're like, I would never Love trade it. it for a heartbeat. Does it cost a lot? Does it take your time? Does it change your life? 100%. Let's be just, let's just mm-hmm. be straight. But in the same way that there is an instinct in parents that once you have a child, your whole life changes and you welcome it and you would never go back. I would say it's so similar. There is an instinct in us that we are created to want to and need to be around God's people and invest in a church. And does it change your life? Yes. Yes. Does it actually cost your time? Yes. But when we give our best for the best of someone or something else, um, we thrive as human beings. And so... 
there is a, you know, I'll call it what it is, but I don't mean it to be as condemning maybe as it's going to sound. There's a bit of selfishness in all of us that says, uh, I'll wait to have kids. Uh, I'll wait to get involved in a church until I have kids. And yet I've yet to meet somebody who um, comes to Christ, joins a local church and hates it. Um, are people wounded by it at times? Yes, but it's a, that's a different podcast and a different experience. Um, so there's a fourth reason why people are creasters, and I want to just honor these people. They don't believe, and they are going to appease somebody, typically their spouse or their children, and they come to church and they are miserable. And let me tell you, as a preacher, <laughs> I see it on their face and I feel bad for them. Like I, I don't want anybody to be forced to come to church because of familial guilt, you know? And, uh, there are a lot of husbands who are in this circumstance and their wives are looking all pretty and their posture is straight. And the husband is bent over his head bowed down. Like he's like totally just lost a huge battle. And as soon as it's over, he's like antsy. And then I'll go up and talk to him and he'd be like, Ugh, like, and, uh, and then they'll realize we're not super weird. We're just a little, just a little, little weird. weird. Yep. But I want to, I want to finish this by giving you just a couple of simple things to think about. Number one, for any CEO, you need to know this. You are not saved by being good or going to church. Um, it does nothing for you on the day of judgment. It might make a friend of yours think you're kind of spiritual for a day. It might make your wife or your husband or your kids happy for a day. But before God, no amount of good works mean anything on the day of judgment, period. Uh, number two, going to church, it might make you religious for a day, but it will not make your soul better. And what will make your soul better is trusting in Jesus, not by good works, but by faith and asking him to save you. Amen. That is what will make your soul better. And so a lot of people, and let me tell you, I welcome these people to Village Church, but they they come to Village Church because they think it makes them a better person. And I would just say, going to church doesn't make you a better person at all. It might make you do better things compared to other people, but at the end of the day, the only thing that will truly from the, your gut, from your heart, from your soul make you better is trusting in Jesus and receiving the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit and experiencing transformation on that level. Um, number three, if you are a CEO, you're going to walk into a church and here's the lie um, that you're going to believe. Everybody is looking at me. Everybody knows I'm a CEO and everybody is judging me. Now, Pastor Tim, is that true? Not at all. Not at all. In fact, we have many people who come and their friends their friends are family members. And so they all want to go to church together. Um, we have many people come on Christmas and Easter and they're just visiting. We actually don't assume anything about anybody We're glad ever. they're there. We're just glad they're there. And uh, we get really excited about it. And uh, we always just assume the best about people. And I think that goes really, really well for us. And then um, I want to just close with uh, a question that I'm asked regularly on this. Can you call yourself a Christian and not attend a church regularly? A good question. And that a good Because that's really like that's some people are trying to figure it out, mm -hmm. you know, like, well, can I just do this and still get into heaven? And, and so we'll say, okay, number one, salvation doesn't come through church attendance. So we're, we're clear on that. But here's, I think, the real question. Once somebody understands what God's word says about this, uh, can they really be a Christian filled with the Holy Spirit if they willingly and persistently reject it and decide with knowledge to go the opposite direction? 
That's my question. So I can't tell you whether or not a CEO is going to heaven or going to hell. I'm not the judge of their soul. Um, but what I can tell you is I am deeply concerned for somebody who knows what the Bible says and yet looks at it, says no, and persistently over a long period of time does the complete opposite. That is a concerning position for me. And now a final word for all of our village churchers. I am so excited to worship with you tonight. For our CEOs, I am so excited to worship with you tonight. And uh, you might be listening to this and thinking, I wasn't going to go to church, but now I'm going to go to church. And our prayer for you is that God would just meet you. You would worship. You would celebrate Jesus Christ in the incarnation. And uh, I really hope this podcast gives you something to think about. Um, And at the same time, um, we really hope that at the end of the day, our desire is to love you and to encourage you um, to make Jesus the central part of Christmas. Amen, Tim. Amen. What a great answer, Pastor Michael. You know, it changed my life. It does mine every time. (laughs) Listeners, we thank you for joining us today. And we're looking forward to worshiping with you tonight at 3.30 and 5 p.m. Don't forget, you can visit our church website and submit your question to our podcast at vcob.org. Please join us tomorrow for our Christmas Day podcast when we ask the question, why was Jesus born in a manger and what is a manger? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.